Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Okay, whatever. So, man, what's up? What's up? What's up, man? Listen, thematic. What's happening? Uh oh, hey, listen. Clearly, that's not that man. Someone's running that man's channel. Don't do that. That man is good and dead. Okay, <laughs> that man is good and dead. See over what's happening. <laughs> That man is good and dead. Listen, I'm sure they'll they'll bring on guests, and but I don't know who's gonna run like do the actual speaking points on that channel. That channel, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, let's go. Let's go take a look. Let's go take a look. Because you can't replace, um, him and all these carbon copy imitators. Sad. It's not even flattery at this point. Kevin Samuels YouTube. Let's look and see what they posted. Let's take a look. See, let's do a screen share. Cause I was told it was a community post. Let's go to community post. Uh Oh, it says <clears throat> copyright Kevin K Corp 2022. All rights reserved. All use of Kevin Samuels content, text, photographs, videos were cry or cry. <laughs> Requires the permission of Kevin K Corp. Any unauthorized reproduction or distribution of this content constitutes copyright infringement and will result in an immediate legal action. Kevin Samuels is a trademark of Kevin K Corp. And any unauthorized use of the Kevin Samuels trademark constitutes trademark infringement and will result in immediate legal action. You know what? I should have did this when he was alive. Should have did this when he was alive. Should have done this when he was alive. Y'all, y'all understand how these trends, these trends go. Like once trends go, that's it. Okay. Once hot topics, trending topics, once that shit has its peak and it dies off, we move on. So whoever, whoever these people that are running this, unless you got some super crazy rebranding, if it ain't if it ain't a clone version or a robotic version of this man, this ain't gonna do shit. It's just not. You know how? Listen, our attention spans are this are this short. People have been moving on. They're gonna move on from this. I'm sorry. So it'll still make a look couple grand, few few hundred grand a year, but this shit's over with, man. Come on, women run this. The women have taken over, and the women have watered down the message to the point where you know a year from now no one's going to be looking for 
But what did, what would Kevin Samuel say about this? No, they're gonna go to whoever's hot in the in the moment, who's got the biggest platform at the moment, and they're gonna go to them for for advice. Period. Point blank. That's all they can do. Who are you gonna bring in that's gonna generate the traction? Who? Yeah, it's over. It's a done data. Should have done this shit when this nigga was alive. Now you this once again another example of bad business being done by black people. Black people are the worst at running a business. Where was all this when he was alive, when we, when he was at his peak? I'm just saying. So I don't I don't give a fuck. You know? I don't give a fuck. Okay. All right, let me pull it back. We got a lot to cover. Well, not a lot, but enough. We have enough to cover. And um, should be interesting. Like I said, I'm not going to do no crazy long-ass show tonight. Shut up. I'm not going to go past two hours. Uh, Shut up. I'm not going to go past two hours. I'm not. All right. Oh, 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 PBM's in the house. My man. People still paying for Kevin's Patreon 500 plus last time I checked. For what at this point? That's crazy. I mean, shout out to them if they get some out of it. Shout out to him, to them if they, if they get some out of it. You know, but it's kind of hard to do master classes. Like one-on-one consultations. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do master classes and whole one-on-one consultations. Hey, Kev, I need some advice. No, dead man don't give advice. Yeah, no dead YouTubers channel get revived after death. And he ain't going to, right, and he's not going to be the first. Kevin Samuels is not going to be the first. I mean, look how far removed the space has, has been since he died. Right? Look how far removed. Now you have a bunch of women that are pretty much the face of those type of messages and talking points. So, you know, I mean, kudos to them, but too, too little, too late. Yeah. What is a Kevin Samuels channel without Kevin Samuels? Exactly. I, 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 you know, that's like when a band replaces the front, the, the lead singer, it's like, ah, oh, it's not the same, right? Like earth, wind and fire ain't, ain't if it ain't Maurice, Bailey or, or or Maurice White and Philip Bailey, if it ain't those two, it ain't Earth, Wind and Fire. When it's just Philip Bailey with no Maurice, no, no Maurice White, it ain't the same. When Lionel Richie left the Commodores, when Lionel Richie left the Commodores, they never recovered. The only Commodores anybody remembers is when Lionel Richie was there. No one cares about when the little short black dude. The little angry black dude was like, nah, we don't want to keep doing these love ballads, Lionel Richie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, they brought in Sammy Hagar. It was like, ah, oh, nah, man, I, we want David Lee Roth, man. Bring that crazy motherfucker back. Yeah, anytime they replace the lead singer for whatever reason, it's never the same. Steve Perry. Without uh, journey without Steve Perry. Oh my God, sticks, sticks without Dennis DeYoung. We can go on and on. They never recover from that. 
Who, who, who else? Hell, I'm still mad with Kiss, with Tom Thayer and 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 uh, uh, Eric uh, Eric the the, uh, the the drummer. Bring back motherfucking Ace Freely and Peter Chris. I'm still mad about Kiss to this day. I don't want to see Tom Thayer in in this in the Space Ace costume. I want Ace Freely. I don't. I'm still mad about that. Total bust. Total bust. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I don't want to see Tom Thayer. Damn it, I want to see Ace Frehley. But anywho, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting off t- on a tangent, man. So, uh, nah, man, that channel, it ain't. It's too little, too late. Too little, too late. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you take Ronnie James Dio out of uh, Deep Purple. You know, you take Dio out of any band he's he's walked into, not the same. Yeah, no I no Ozzy. Ozzy Ozzy had to retire. What what's Black Sabbath without Ozzy? It ain't the same. It ain't the same. The temptations without the interruption. There it is there. There it is there. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Yeah, no Ike without Teen. Well, you know what? I I don't know. I don't know. Tina, dare I say, Tina probably, probably did better without Ike. That's, that's an anomaly. Tina did better mainstream wise without Ike. Because that private dancer album, that was her thriller, right? That private dancer album was Tina's thriller that opened up the floodgates for her. And because of that album, she'd been eating pretty good, you know? So I know, come on, man. When she get to talking about, I'm your private dancer, dancing for money, do what you want me to do. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Rolling Stones without Charlie Watts. Uh, uh Okay. Okay, that's debatable. I'm 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 in the in the mode of lead singers. Um, hell, when um, shit. I mean, yeah, when John Lennon, the Beatles, even though they had broken up, but still, you know, in vogue without Don and Maxine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, yeah, Private Dancer that opened international floodgates for Tina internationally she was a pop star she became a pop star off of that off that album because of that album and i hate to say it but she did better off without ike even though ike got her in a position to be known as noticed be seen be heard but you know when given the opportunity around the right composers you know she got with at one point she got with phil specter at one point they had always been cool, and she got with them, them Swedes over there to do some music for her. It was over, man. It was over. No Kool-Aid without the sugar. Boy, boy, boy. Okay. All right. Yeah, Jackson 5 without Michael wasn't the same. But even though I love Jermaine's, um, what, what single did he have? Things You Do? Like, I love his song. No, he had two. He had two singles. The one with Stevie Wonder, 
let's get serious. And then he had the real, the, the, the ballot. Why don't you do the things that you do? Would you do to me? I was like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a fire ass ballot. So Jermaine had two, two hot singles, but that was, <laughs> Jermaine had two hot singles and that was, that was the max, you know? So yeah, man, hell yeah. I mean, listen, the Eagles, oh my God. No, 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 uh, no Glenn Fry, Fry and, 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 and then homeboy. Yeah, it just wasn't the same, man. Yeah, lead singers are, are that for the reason, you know. So yeah, Jermaine had two hot singles that I remember that are still in my playlist somewhere, you know. I was named at the, oh, Lord, Lord have mercy. No white clip without the Fugees. Yeah, Don Henley, thank you. Girls of Summer, classic song. But, uh, ooh, white clip without the Fugees. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, the white clef without the Fugees. That's that. We had to come back to that. We had to, we had to, we had to come back to that. We had to come back to that because my point is with the Fugees. I mean, you had basically three talented people, and you knew early on that first people forget that first Fugees albums. Right? I'm talking the first single they had was vocab. People just all every. The average person thinks the score with the Fugees. I'm like, no, you got to go back to that first single called Vocab from the Fugees. I bought that first album. They were dope. Like all three were dope in their own right. Um, and then Lauren, you know, had the biggest album of all three of them. But Wyclef had a better career. But then Wyclef producer, him and Jerry Wonder. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of not, that's an unfair argument. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, blunted on reality. Yeah, mofo. The average person don't don't even rem- remember the first album, the Fugees. Everybody goes back to the score. Yeah, see, everybody remembers this. Yeah, so all my old heads, you like you had to be a Fuji fan. You had the vocab and it had this this one sample, this this uh this this bass sample. I remember. I yeah, it's in my playlist somewhere. Now someone please call nine one one. The Carnival is a great album, though. That was a great first album from, from, from Wyclef. Like, people was like, people were shocked that he was just musically inclined and just musically talented. That was a perfect showcase for Wyclef as far as his production and, and, and musical ability. Beautiful album. Beautiful album. You know, beautiful album. Okay, okay. Most of Wyclef's hits are with the Fugees. I. I will give you that. I will give you that. But you know, Guantanamera though, I, I can't even front. Like I didn't, I was like, I wasn't even, even, even into, you know, that type of music like that. But I was like, okay, he did it. He did right by it. Then it made me want to go listen to the original Celia Cruz and all the other great Latin old school artists because of that album. I was like, okay, let me see who, who is this and where did this come from? So yeah, he did that. NWA without Ice Cube. Yeah, well, shit. 
Yeah. 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 No Wu Tang with ODB. I will. I will definitely say Old Dirty was the soul of of uh, Wu Tang, and it it's it's different without him. I'll give you that. It is different without him. You know. What's happening? What's happening? All right, George Michael with Wham. It was pretty much him and, and the, the guitarist guy. That's all I remember from Wham. I don't even remember them as a group. I just remember him and the guy with the guitar. To me, that was Wham. What are we? What? Oh, don't worry. We we get into nonsense. You 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 on time. You on time. Where's this shit she sent me? What is this? Wow, really? That's what it's down to? Must be nice. Must be nice. Okay. All right, so let's do this. Um, uh, uh, A few things to cover. You know, a few things to cover. Uh, let's get to the, to the nonsense first and foremost. What nonsense shall I... Wait, no Jennifer Lopez without Ashanti. Mm, you lost me on that one. You lost me on that one. No bad boy without Mace. No, you mean no Biggie. What do you mean? Bad boy was not the same once Biggie got killed. No, I, Mace was the... Even though Mace did what he did, still, they... Nah, that was Biggie, man. The Blue Notes without Teddy P. Uh, I don't know about that Jennifer Lopez Ashanti thing. And I don't know. Like Juvenile had always been, to me, the face of, of Cash Money. Like he, or the lead off. You know, how long was Wayne on, on Cash Money until he popped? Like Wayne didn't pop. He had bling bling. Right, his verse on Blink. Nah, he didn't pop to the Carters, man. No, 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 no. Let's take that back. Let's take that back. Uh, Phil Collins sang with Genesis. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get back to uh to the Cash Money thing. Wayne didn't pop. Lil Wayne didn't become Lil Wayne until the Carter albums. Like the Block is Hot was cool, but no one, nobody. After everybody split, BG left, Juvenile left. Nobody thought Lil Wayne, see, here we go again. Let's just go ahead and just call it for what it is. Nobody saw what Baby saw in Lil Wayne. After everybody left, nobody seen that. Only Baby was like, I knew he had it in him. Like he was the one, right? Nobody saw that in him but Baby. So give Baby the credit for putting the, putting the faith into Lil Wayne. Because when they all left, it was like, oh, it's just, it's just Wayne. Good luck. And then that, and that first single from the first Carter album was a fireman. No, go DJ. Holy cow. Yeah. When go DJ first, first dropped, it was like, uh Oh, game changer. Nobody saw it in him. Nobody. And if you said you did, you're lying. Yeah. Peter Gabriel was in Genesis. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and Peter Gabriel had a crazy, stupid career solo artist after that. Um, Fergie with Black. Ooh. Mm. Mm. 
Okay. But you, you have to remember, before Fergie, there was a black sister that was in Black Eyed Peas. Now, we don't know what they would have done sales-wise had she not left the group. Now, Fergie is, is talented. That, that her album, that, that solo album she put out is a banger. Is, is, I would dare, dare I say it's a classic. But to be fair, we don't know what they would have done with that sister before Fergie. Black Eyed Peas was still popping. All right. Black Eyed Peas was still like Black Eyed Peas. But we don't know what they would have done had the sister stayed and she not left the group. And then Fergie came in and she had, you know, she brought in, brought in the mainstream audience and, you know, she could hold a note. She, she was very easy on the eyes. But man, that 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 solo album she did, whew, shit! Y'all better go back and listen to that Fergie album, shit. Um, she, but no, that that's debatable because um, there was behind the scenes issues, things she she things she saw and didn't want to do, and she left the group. And um, but I, I would say Fergie did bring in bring in. Uh, a certain demographic because of her features, her look, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't the most powerful singer, but she looked good. And, you know, she was, had a, 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 di- a different complexion, whatever the case may be. Hell yeah. That, Fer- that Fergie album. Yeah. Yeah. People don't give Fergie enough credit. Um, yeah. Gwen Stefani, no doubt. Never been the same. And, you know, Tony Kamula, the bassist, you know, he used to date, before but whatever yeah, no doubt was never the same without without Gwen Stefani man but but Gwen was the talent though Gwen was the talent and you saw that when she left I mean hell she, her songwriting tells you it knows you know uh, don't sleep and all the other songs just a girl like she was writing all that shit so give her credit Fergie need the black eyed peas so more than oof I don't know Jalene I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say they probably need each other equally. I'm not going to say one needed more than the other. You know, no new addition without Ralph. Yeah. That, but then when, when Ralph did his, his thing, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel right. You know, sensitivity was a cool song, but it just didn't. Like, nobody was like, oh, I got to go get that Ralph Tresvant album. It's like, nah, nah. Yeah, that was her name, Kim Hill. Uh, you, you, I liked her in high school. Yeah, that Fergie album still, still bangs, still bangs. So they were super underground, super duper underground. Queen without Eddie. Queen, what, what do you mean? You mean without Freddie? But Freddie never left Queen. He he died, and they never really. I mean, they had tribute singers, but I mean, death is. I can't. You can't use. I don't. I don't. I don't factor in dead singers. You know, I'm talking like replacement for whatever reasons. You know, creative differences or stuff like that. You know, 
my humps, my humps, <laughs> my lovely lady humps. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Bushwick Bill. Now, now faces the faces is 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 that group. Now, nope. If if it's no if it's no, nope. That's a Ghetto Boys album without Scarface. It's not the same. You can have a Ghetto Boys album without Bushwick Bill, but no Scarface, no Ghetto Boys. That's how that's how I see it. That's how I see it. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me get into some nonsense. I've I've regaled you guys enough with that. Oh man, yo, new, Two Live was already trash, but yeah, without Luke. Jeez, I I don't I don't care what anybody said. Two Live Crew was a trash ass group. I'm sorry. Two Live Crew was a trash ass rap group. There I said it. Come on, if you go back and look at all the pantheon of hip hop music, just go to down. Let's just take Florida music, Florida bass. Two Live Crew was trash, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two Live Crew. Do, who plays band in the USA? Okay. I'll, uh, the only reason you, you think about two live crew, cause you're looking for old freak neat tapes or uncle Lou's his little, his little sex shit that he would have his, his little VHS. You know what I'm saying? Like two live crew was trash. Super fucking trash, man. Me so horny. Okay. Cute little, cute, cute little record. It did what it did, but niggas was still trash. Sorry. I'm sorry. The niggas was trash and they still going to be trash. Ain't nobody. I'm sorry. Listen, only time you think two live crew is when you watch some old freak neat tapes and you're looking to see if hopefully you don't find your mama and those old VHS tapes. You pray to God, you're like, oh, oh, I think those are my parents. I think those are my parents. If, you're, if you were born in 96, 97, 98, you, you find those old tapes, you might see your parents in the backseat of somebody's drop-top Corvette or on the side of, of a building or in a park. God forbid, okay? Two Loud Crew put the South on their back. No. No. The South? No. Florida? Possibly Florida, but not the South. Not the South. Hell, I, I, I remember DJ Magic Mike was all the rage. Every I, Dudes I knew would purposely put woofers in their, in their stuff just, just so that they could listen to Magic Mike tapes because you couldn't hear the bass. It was so low in, in regular speakers. Like, I remember DJ Magic Mike was like, well, nobody talking about no, no damn two live crew. Shit. What you talking about, man? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, just Miami. <laughs> just Miami. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Miami. Wow. My cousin skipped out on uncle's funeral to go to everything. <laughs> I'll say this. From like ninety two to ninety six was peak freak neat. If you didn't go to it from ninety two to ninety six, 
it's not the real freak beat. Because I went in 94. Yep, freshman year. I, I we, we took a trip down there. So if you didn't catch it from 92, hell, 91 to 96. If you didn't get those, those, those years in, they weren't the real freak meet. Sorry. Anything outside of that was, 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 yeah, yeah. See, that was like the last year before the, the city's like, you niggas doing too much. It looked crazy. It, shit, listen. That's why, that's why I be like the, 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 the whole sex debauchery thing. Like black folk take shit to another level. It's just like, you know, but that year they shut it down. And they brought it back a couple years later. Wasn't the same. It ain't, it ain't been the same since then. So, I mean, basically, it was a license to have sex in public. That's, I mean, look at um, uh, Black Beach Week in, in Daytona. That's coming up pretty soon. They don't, you know, Daytona is, is freak neat now, you know. And then you got Black Biker Week. So, Black Biker Week and, and, and um, Black Spring Break in Daytona. You know, but Freaknik was, was, was the OG. Like Freaknik was peak black sexual liberation inhibition. That's all it was. Listen, that's all anybody went down there for was, was the fuck. I'm sorry. Nobody was going to Freaknik to take in the sights and, and sounds of Atlanta. Like, oh, let's go see the, the Georgia Dome. I want to go, I want to go to Atlanta during Freaknik to go see the Georgia Dome. No. Nobody's going down for the Georgia Dome. N- nobody was going. Right? And then, and then it's so bad in Daytona. Uh, well, you know what? Let me look it up real quick. Because I've seen somebody actually want to basically ban the black students from Daytona. Because they're getting out of hand down there. But, let me see. Let's see what I can find. <sighs> Um, black Daytona spring break. Let's do spring break. Oh man, there is an article where the city residents were trying to like not stop them from coming or make it harder for them to. Mm, you see boycott. Ninety nine. Nope. 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 I can't find it. I'll have to come back to it again. But Nope, I gotta come back and find it. I have to look for it again. But I know the residents were down there like trying to protest the black students from coming down to Daytona because let them tell it, they uh they be fucking shit up. But then, you know, once again, you know, when when the white kids do their thing, they it is what it is. People lock down the hideaway and get the yeah, and have a party. Yeah. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah, they, right. There was no need to travel with a passport. You, 
You didn't need a passport. All you had to do was go down to Atlanta. That was it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, internet thoroughly scrubbed that shit. Oh, you went to Daytona back in 76? Holy shit. Okay, okay. Okay. That's what's up. Hey, listen, Sturgis, stay the fuck out of Sturgis. Sturgis is none of your business. Stay your ass out of Sturgis. Stay your ass out of Sturgis. <laughs> what? Wait. Damn, it was in Northern Iraq. Goddamn. Yeah, Atlanta was 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 the wave way back when. Yeah, Black Bike Week is, I'd say Black Bike Week now over the last decade has been is probably way worse than Freaking ever was. You know. Yeah, I even I wouldn't want to be down there in Black for Black Bike Week because I'm just like, I'm good. Nope. Nope. Because I'm just to the I'm just to a point in my life where, all that shit. Doesn't excite me anymore. You know, like if you're teach his own, I'll just say that I'll just teach his own. So I, I have no dog in that fight. So if you, you know, people still enjoy going to black bike week. That's cool. Cause I can say the same thing for people that go to Sturgis. What's the difference? You know, like what's the difference? So, but, um, let's, let's get into some debauchery. Oh, you know what? Let me, let me annoy Nick right now. I got to disturb Nick's soul. Cause Nick, Nick, Nick has like this ongoing war with boom. I got the, this is for Nick Taylor. <laughs> this is for Nick Taylor. Nick, this is for you. This woman has a question. She wants to know why her ex left her. She wants to know why her ex had left her. No, I don't think I can enjoy Black Black Beach. Like, I mean, I'm telling. Listen, just yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't get it in, and you know when you were supposed to get it in, and you're still you're still trying to kind of like chase that dragon, you're chasing that high, and you're late forties, early fifties, because I, I'm I'm starting to see the demographic like. Black biker, well, and the black bikers that can that's any age range, but as far as like black spring break in Daytona, I see a lot of older dudes, older folks there now. And it's like this is for college kids, but you know, still chasing that dragon. Yes, we are here. Yeah, what in the dead assery? Man, listen, she asked a legitimate question. Let's let's listen to her her question. This is a re this is real, man. My ex left me. For a heavy set Caucasian woman. Listen, I. <laughs> Let us continue. And instead of just leaving to say face that if he sees me at any time, we can say hi to each other or whatever and have a normal conversation like civilized people do. We can't do that because. He made me feel so low with wanting to be mean. And <laughs> Listen, this ain't no deep fake, y'all. This ain't no deep fake. This ain't no deep fake. Who I am, 
because he didn't he wanted something else a different preference of color a different preference of size he he literally made me feel like I'm not beautiful so I'm glad he's out of my life and I'm happy I have I smile every time I get up I'm like I'm alive and I wish him all the best and I'm going to continue to try to do the best I can for me and my family so wait these comments these comments with the Roscoe said dressed like a damn sarcophagus what the fuck what the fuck wait Martina says Xerxes or three hundred <laughs> listen hey be free to be yourselves be free to be yourselves. <laughs> I want people to be able to be their, their, their selves. Let people be free. Lord have mercy. Let me get the comments out the way. She got open, open front grip. I mean, she got the diamonds. Bruh. Could you imagine you having sleep paralysis? And you and you look and this is on top of you. Like, could you I mean imagine having a, a full blown sleep paralysis and this is on top of you, bruh. Like <laughs> what the hell? Oh no. All right, yeah. E. Yeah, yes, listen, full-blown sleep paralysis, and this is on top of you. And the only way for her to get off of you is you have to, you guys, you got a nut. If you don't come, she's not going to leave. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I rebuke the... Listen, what the name of that creature in the Hellraiser? Uh, the Cenobite. Pinhead was the leader, but they were called the Cenobites. Oh, Chatterer. Chatterer was the one that clicked his teeth. Yeah, Chatterer. It was Chatterer. And remember, and I, and I think in part in Hellraiser 2 or 3, when they faced off against the Doctor, and then Leviathan had created the Doctor Cenobite, and the Doctor was pretty much, he was that, he was so strong, he ended up killing all the Cenobites. And then what happened was, um, before he killed them, they went back to their original selves. So remember, Pinhead was the was the army captain, right, in the war. And then the girl, she was a regular girl, but the Chatterer, when he died, he was just a, a teenage boy, which was very that was different. But yeah, Chatterer. Yeah, and the reboot's pretty good too on Hulu. Um, they rebooted the Pinhead series. Of course, they made Pinhead a female, but, but it's still good. I didn't get caught up in the whole, um, rate, uh, gender swapping, but the reboot, the Hellraiser reboot on, on Hulu with the female Pinhead is dope. It's good. You know? So yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, bro, fellas, could you, could you get off if you're in a full blown sleep paralysis and the only way she's going to get up off you you got the bus one. 
If you don't bust one, she ain't getting up off you. <laughs> she's got dermals in her forehead. Jeez, I mean, she's got mad dermals. I never understood the appeal of dermals. I never understood that. Like dermals don't do nothing for me. I mean, I I hear you, but but like I, tr- it's it's still good though. But you, you remember, Cenobites, they're just people that found the puzzle and got sucked in. So they could be anybody, man, woman. It just so happens in, in this version, Pinhead is a woman. But you you talk about a re, a, a reality of hell. Anybody could be anything, you know. So I didn't take offense to the to the to the gender swap they did it good because her costume or her makeup whatever it was like her skin was on the in, on the outside inside out i was like oh that shit looks painful <laughs> so i liked it i liked it yeah see yeah she was a, a woman in, in the book that's right that's right that's right yeah 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 i liked it i liked it so i would say check it out i would say check it out yeah see they on the like they stink i i, I just never got into the dermal thing I just never got into it. So, okay. Yikes. Y'all remember this face when you go when you go to bed at night. So treat your treat your lady right. Or she gonna show up and be like Hey, what was it in uh Don't Be a Menace? Oh come on girl. You know, don't don't be so shy. Are you sure? You know And then she turned into a goddamn sex demon. And Marlon tried to crawl out the fucking mail truck, and she she grabbed him and pulled his his pants down. He's screaming like a little bitch. <laughs> that shit was funny. His head's like, "Come on, girl, don't be so shy." He drinks some this liquor. I don't know. I can I can really get crazy. He's like, "Oh, girl, you gonna be?" <laughs> he was like, "Ah!" <laughs> nigga, nigga, pants was hanging off his head. Oh, <coughs> yes, classic, right? <laughs> that nigga was screaming so such a high pitch. That was funny, cause that's that that was funny. All right, all right, okay. What other debaucherous, nonsensical stuff? Um. Oh, yo, you know what? Shout out to Fifty Cent. Matter of fact, shout out to Putnam Correctional. Putnam Correctional Facility. They are teaching inmates coding and tech. Okay. Let me see. Keep it just in case. Hey, where's my American Express? Give me my damn card. Word. That's okay. I ain't gonna put no money on it. Don't worry. Okay. Anywho. Yeah, shout out to... um. Putnam Correctional Facility, they are teaching their inmates coding and tech and how to build websites. So let's let's get into it. That's damn music. Shit, I've seen people come home from jail and not know how you use the telephone. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it just makes it so awkward re-entering society. Okay, y'all disregard the white boy with the cornrows, with the extremely long cornrows. We're not here for that. We're here for the inmates learning tech and coding and website building. Michael Stair, and uh, I'm part of 
passions were podcasting and music. And I just go out there and hustle this and still just get paid off this. I don't have to. Yeah, I know I'm not coming back to prison. I've learned the fundamentals of how to build websites with the basic blocks of these are the pieces that fit together that you actually see on the screen, and then this is the thing that changes those pieces. There's learning, mentorship, and, and a chance when they when you guys get out to go kick ass. Why we started the last mile because we are creating opportunity for all of you to come back into society and have the skills to thrive. And today, fresh out, baby, I'm fresh out. Where's she at? Okay, I know YouTube's gonna hit me for that, but um, yeah. Matter of fact, let me actually pull up the article about them. <clears throat> facility, facility, um, tech program. <clears throat> All right, so let's see, let's see. Was that the one in Florida? Okay, let me do this. Let me find out which one he was in. Okay, okay. Is that it? No, that's not it. No, that's old. I'm bugging. Okay, so let me see this one, this one. Yeah, but where, which Putnam is a bunch of Putnams. Okay, this has to be Indiana. Okay, Indiana. Okay, okay. Let me look up the tech program. That's not it. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, inmate facility, Indiana, inmate tech program, inmate <clears throat> tech program. Okay, here we go. This is it. All right, here we go. This is through Indiana University, so you know it's they're not fucking around. Like they're not. Yeah, they're not wasting. They're not. They're not fucking around. So let's go. The initiative began during fall 2020. Semester's outreach partnership facilitated through the IU Arts and Humanities Council, with initial sponsorship for the IU Center of Rural Engagement. The pro the program's goal is to provide a college level visual arts course for incarcerated individuals with high school diplomas and interest in higher education. Now, for for decades, people have been complaining about the recidivism rate, and they took out all of the programs for inmates to better themselves or have at least uh, a fighting chance when they got out. So now you have here, um, I use involved with this with with Putnam to do exactly what people have been complaining about. So the IU Prison Arts Initiative Program co uh, Coordinator, Oliver Nell, 
um, is working towards a master in arts and administration. He drew inspiration from the program Alabama Prison Arts Education Project administered by under, undergrad alma mater. Okay, so started in Alabama. Okay, so. <clears throat> Uh, including a computer coding boot camp, yoga classes, drug and alcohol recovery meetings, and gatherings of various religious groups. The art course offered through IU was the first where all 20 registered students showed up to class on one day. Currently, it's in its second semester. The program has a wait list of about 80 students eager to participate. That's awesome. They really appreciate the opportunity to learn a new skill or improve a skill they already have. It means a lot to them to have a creative outlet and a safe space to draw freely. Now, if you if you've been behind the wall, you see, you would see a lot of immensely talented creative people. I mean, hell, all those guys that do tattoos, um, they guys you could pay them, they'll draw stuff for you, wood making, crafts, arts and crafts. Like some of the most creative people um, are surprisingly locked up. If you you know if you can believe it. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. They were all respectful, hardworking art students. For me, the highlight of the entire class was seeing the finished projects and how hard they had worked on them. During our end of semester critique, they were a little nervous speaking about their finished books, but they got over that fear and spoke proudly. Programs like these are extremely important because uh, through art, things like improved self-esteem and self-awareness, confidence, focus, and problem solving can be achieved. We make them feel like real art students, not just a number. I can only imagine that does a lot for a person. <clears throat> the prisoner may see a rise in college course offering soon, according to numerous studies, including a meta-analysis. Post-secondary educational programs in prisons are beneficial for both taxpayer and former prisoners. Student uh, studies conclude that prisoners who earn, who earn certificates, associate degrees, or bachelor degrees are less likely to reoffend and return to prison. With a post-secondary degree in hand, former offenders have an increased ability to find gainful employment after their release. Yeah, I mean that's that's fucking facts, man. So shout out to uh, Alabama and um, Indiana for doing this. This is awesome. This is awesome. Okay, that was nice, nice heartwarming. Heartfelt story. All right, back to some more debauchery. <clears throat> back to more debauchery. Where you about to go? Anywhere in my coat. Where? Where? Are you taking my car too? Yes. You know what? Fuck it. I can't have shit to myself. All right. Hmm. Let's go to. Ch- Slamming the door and shit. Chael Sonnen. Chael, now listen, Chael Sonnen, you got to take Chael Sonnen with a grain of salt. Chael Sonnen, <sighs> decent MMA fighter during his time, but, you know, just not good enough to beat the big boys. He's uh, he's always been a troll, but um, I don't know, y'all. He talks about PEDs and LeBron. And so, yeah, let's let's see what he has to say. Now, if you ask me, um, I've been saying LeBron and all the guy, all the all the big dogs have been on it. Like the only question is who isn't on it, you know, Um, but let's let him let's let him say speak his piece. 
Hands was like, if the world understood what LeBron did, like other basketball players will hear what LeBron does and go, well, well yeah, but that doesn't matter, right? You're, it's like a baseball player and you're hitting a stick out of the way. It doesn't matter. It's like, no, no, no. If you knew what these performance enhancers did, then you would know why it does matter. What you do know, you there's, think he's there's doing? There's only one, we have, we have the same drug guy, if you will. I know exactly what he's doing. But there's only one golfer. Please tell. There's only one golfer. I'm not going to. But there's, there's only one golfer that follows the big three. And the big three is EPO, growth hormone, testosterone. That's the Lance Armstrong diet. There's one golfer, but it's Tiger Woods. Okay, well, wait, to be fair, what Lance Armstrong did, he used oxygenated blood, okay? It wasn't even so much the growth hormones and all the other stuff. What gave Lance Armstrong his edge uh, was oxygenated blood. They would take his blood out, oxygenate it, and put it back into his system. And by the time race time was, was up and running, he had more oxygen in his blood, the lung capacity, blood vessels. I mean, he could, he could basically bike faster, stronger, longer than everybody else because his blood had more oxygen in it. That's pretty much what got Lance Armstrong pinched and got him stripped and banned and all that extra shit. Okay, so that's what Lance Armstrong is basically known for doing. All right. Like, yes, it does matter. People will say it all the time. It doesn't matter. John Daly, one of these. It, it matters. Trust me that it matters. EPO matters. It's the reason LeBron takes it. It matters. Hmm. And if other basketballs what understood what it do? did, EPO increases your red blood cells, which gives you endurance so you can play all game long. You can. There, and that's what he that's what he's referring to. Okay. Shoot in the fourth more quarter, red blood just cells, like you more shot oxygen in your red yes. blood cells. Okay, yes. gotcha. Got it, it, it's the king of performance enhancers. So you would prefer that, especially in a fight sport, to anything else? EPO is king. Because it's going to give you the stamina. Yes. That's, uh, oh, that's why bicycle, that's why cyclists do it. That's why cyclists Tour de France is, so that fifth round energy is the more The human important. body is not made to do the Tour de France. I mean, yeah. the people that set that up are inhumane. Yeah. So uh, of course you have to go. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's supernatural people that, uh, you, you're, they're forcing them to take. Now that you're not competing, are you still on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, t so testosterone, okay. it is. Okay, so basically, um, <laughs> now I have, I have, I have my reasons why I've always suspected LeBron had been on PEDs because at one point um, he had to wear braces for his lower jaw because what a lot of the, what a lot of the gear does it expands your 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 lower jaw your jawline and he's wearing braces for a good minute to kind of keep that shit intact. Um, and then the one there was a the one incident where he was linked to the to the to the to the facility in Miami and then he. This is after he left Miami, right? He got mentioned in that in that scandal, and all of a sudden he lost twenty pounds of muscle. And remember, he posted himself on IG. He was just looking all fucking sh shrunken and all cut up and shrunken, like all the wrong way. And you know, you could you could say the male pattern baldness was sped up or accelerated by by the uh, by the hormones. But I mean, Tiger Woods. We all know Tiger Woods is on PEDs because his fucking back issues. That tells you that was another. Another sign. Um, yeah, and, and, and Derrick Rose, they made him, he kind of walked back his, uh, his comments about uh, PEDs in, in, in the NBA. So it's not that oxygen is illegal. It's that you can't, your body, the body only produces so much oxygen in the blood. And no, you have more oxygen than everybody else. Then that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, Kobe went to Germany, had his blood um, replaced. 
or you know whatever that was but that was the that's the new well that's old now but back then it was the brand new shit everybody went to germany and get your blood sucked out and they do whatever they do to it and put it back in and you're just you're a super you're superhuman you know so and and like with baseball people say with baseball listen i didn't care about for me the greatest era of baseball for me was the steroid era Listen, steroid does not help your hand-eye coordination. Does not help you hit a ball. Does not help you hit a hundred mile an hour ball being thrown at you. Okay, like steroids does not help your hand-eye coordination. You still have to be able to hit the ball. And um, yeah, for me, man, the steroids. I wish they bring that shit back. Bring, let them boys do all the steroids they can. They can. They can take. It still won't allow you to hit the ball any better. That's hand-eye coordination. You know, so, you know, the whole Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Conseco, Sosa, like that was the best time for, for baseball, man. You know, baseball has never gotten back to that type of uh, intensity and, and um, um, public viewing. You know what I'm saying? Like this, Rafael Palmero, I mean, I mean, damn, man, that was a great time for baseball. Yeah, when he went back to Cleveland, okay, that was when he posted the picture of himself just fucking emaciated. Like, everyone was like, oh, he said he, he cut out the carbs in his diet. Like, nigga, stop. Nigga, you, you were no longer on the juice. <laughs> yeah, A-Rod, Ryan Braun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the paleo diet. Yes, yes, yes. Nigga talking about he, he cut all the carbs out of his diet. Like, stop, bro. Man, steroid, baseball, steroid era is the best era of baseball ever, 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 ever. Ever, ever. There's no steroid on the planet that can help improve your hand-eye coordination for you to hit a ball being thrown at 100 miles an hour. You have to be able to hit the damn ball. You know? The UFC was better on PEDs. And this, you know what? I would say, I would say let everybody, I would say have a set cap limit on the types of stuff you can use um, and let everybody kind of go at it. But someone's always going to look to cheat. And someone's always going to look to cheat. You know, even if you allowed everybody to have equal access to, say, sustenol. So if everyone says, if the committee says, okay, everyone gets 100, gram, 100, 100 milligrams of sustenol a month, whatever, and everybody can cap it at that, people are still going to look to cheat, period. Which is why you can't outrightly legalize it in your sports because someone's going to try to look to skirt the issue. You know? So... Yeah, right. So a 10 year old me was watching baseball. Holy cow. Man, and how old? So if you're a 10 back then, jeez, y'all young, young as hell, but that's okay though. Yo, the best, the best is every time Mark McGuire went up for a bat. I, I loved when they would cut. It didn't matter what sport was playing on the TV. Every time McGuire or Sosa was up at bat, they cut to a live feed. Every time, every at bat, McGuire and Sosa, doesn't matter what sport was playing on, on the TV, they would cu- instantly cut to a live feed. And every and every swing, people were holding their breasts. And, and when they hit the ball, you're just like, I mean, I I I was living in in uh, Indiana, Bloomington. I was going to IU, and we were in a we were in it was a Cubs playing. The Cubs were playing. I don't forget who they were playing, but every time. McGuire was up the back. They were playing the same night. Every time McGuire was up the back, they cut to a live feed of McGuire. Then they cut back to they cut back to the game. 
And every time McGuire could come up, come up for a bat, they cut back to, to a live feed for McGuire. Best baseball ever. 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 Yeah, yeah, by far. By far. You know? Wanderlace, Pride, Kiwanda. Yeah, Pride, man. Listen, K1, Pride. Oof. Those tournaments were brutal, man. Yeah, we got babies in here. But every time McGuire or, or, or Sosa just touched the ball, you know? So. What else? Well, damn, that was quick. Okay, exactly. Okay. Yo, you know what? Man, listen. Hey, did y'all see the uh the Triple H his heart attack and oh my goodness, well, you know what? Let me pull up Triple H, right? So he it, he's he's all fucked up, man. Where's the interview at? Triple H heart. Yeah, this dude was literally hours away from his his heart was shutting down. This dude's heart was literally shutting down. By the time they got him into surgery. And where in the hell? I don't want to do this. I want the actual interview. There was an actual sit down interview. And he was basically laying the shit out like. I was in heart failure. His doctor called him. And said, we got your results. You need to fly out like today. You need to come to us today. This man was literally in heart failure by the time they got him to surgery. And um, of course, he got the inoculations. That didn't help. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Let's see what this says. This is 15 minutes. I don't want to go through 15 minutes. I don't want to get hit with no damn copyright shit either. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to do it. Let me see. Let me find something else. Mm. Okay, let's see what they're talking about. Event, this is big in the news. Ah, that's okay. I'll just read my for myself, bro. Thank you. Let's see. Um, yeah, this, this is two years ago. Uh, hard successful procedure. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's actually get into it. Ah, oh, man, they really don't get into it like that. I want them to. Hold up, y'all. Hold up, y'all. Man, I'll just go to all. Oh, fuck it. Damn, ESPN gonna hit me? Yeah, they probably gonna hit me. This week! Uh, they gonna probably gonna hit me. Yeah, they probably gonna hit me. And uh, my wife saw some some blood and stuff that I was coughing up, mm. and went and got checked. And you know, I it was coming from the viral pneumonia, but I had fluid in my lungs. I had some fluid around my heart, so they followed up on it, did an EKG and and uh, echo and everything. And basically, 
your, uh, the way your heart pumps out, the 55 to 60% of your ejection fracture, if, if fracture is, a, is a good number. Um, I was at 30. Mm. And, uh, this man literally was in heart failure by the time they got him in, into the hospital. I got a, a quick text message saying, don't take time, pack a bag real quick, head to the emergency room. I'll fill you in on the way. So by the time I got to the emergency room, my ejection fracture had gone down to 22, mm. which, uh, you know, I was in heart failure. Wow. Bad. <laughs> Um, by the next morning, as they figured that out that evening, by the next morning, as they were sending me in to get an MRI done and, and about to go in for a heart cath, my ejection fracture was down to 12. So I was, you just, you, you were I, was I was nose diving and sort of at the one yard line of, you know, uh, where you need to be and, and uh, or where you don't want to be really mm -hmm. for your family and your, and your, uh, and your future. When they tell you it's 99%, you know, it gets real. We have three uh, young girls, uh, 15, 13, 11. You know, suddenly I come home, I'm a little bit sick, and their dad, who's, you know, strong always, uh, suddenly is in the hospital. And I don't know if they understood the, the consequences of it, but, you know, there's, there's moments in there where you, <clears throat> when they're putting you out for stuff and you think, is this it? You know, do, do, <clears throat> do you wake up for this? That's, um, that's tough to swallow. You know, and makes you think differently. I'm sure as you've come out of your COVID scare, um, makes you think differently about life. Doesn't make you any less driven for the things that you do, but it certainly makes you appreciate the things that you have more, your friends, your family. As great of an executive as you are, you're also a great champion. Okay. Yeah, he was, man, he was on his way out. Triple H was on his way out. He was on his way out. Man. He was on his fucking way out. Yeah, he's small as hell now. Like, you know, but small to us seeing him the way he is now. He's still he's still six four, and I'm sure he's over well, still over two hundred pounds. You know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, shit. All of our heroes out here, <laughs> damn near dropping like flies. All right, I got. I want to get some more debauchery. Let's talk a little finesse two times. And Erica Banks. Now, this is an interesting conversation between these two. These two used to date and they broke up and they have differing reasons why they broke up. But my take on this is if to the young women, if you're going to be a kept woman, there are things you must do. Now, we're going to play both sides of this of this argument. But it sounds like she didn't want to do what it took to be a kept woman. So... Let's let's hear from Finesse two times first, and then we'll hear from Erica Banks. All right. And once again, a very interesting conversation. Two very different perspectives, two sets of expectations. And let's go. What happened between you and Erica Banks? Oh. Uh -oh. Since since we're talking about the women. It's cool when they do it. I'm pull like this. 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 It was it was something I wanted to do, and you know what I'm saying. Um, the age thing that was mm. that's, that's the thing I didn't I didn't understand. Like she older than you? Nah, she younger than me. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm a man. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up in the morning and me and my woman get up, when I get up, my woman get up, cause it's time to cook, it's time to have some sex, it's time to clean up. And when you get up and you get in your phone, I don't like that. Okay. Now, ladies. I, I don't know how y'all do in, in, in y'all relationship when y'all first wake up. 
if your man has has the expectations when you get up, it's time for you to get up and get busy with whatever he needs. And if the first thought or action you do is grab your phone, I I, I don't know. Is that a is that a problem? But let but let's continue. Mm-hmm. Don't get straight in your phone when you're around a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you get up, you're going to get up and take care of your man, then get in your phone. Uh, okay. He said, when you get up, take care of your man first. Then after he's satisfied, then you take it, then you get into your phone. All right. That's what he said. Now, this is what she said. Once again, dating dynamics. Once again, you have a bunch of people that have differing expectations and didn't basically voice their expectations were in the beginning to a certain extent, but let, let's go. Cause it's a lot of comedy going on. <laughs> I'm just here to give y'all my side. Y'all know I don't even, I don't even. So let me give y'all my side of the finesse thing, right? So there's a difference, difference between a good woman and a maid. There's a Uh-oh. difference between a good woman and a do girl. <laughs> you get where I'm going? And so with finesse, finesse wants a servant. Okay, his whole thing was, when I get up, she's supposed to get up and bathe me and clean me and cook and roll a blunt and straighten up and da 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 da. And that's cool. He is absolutely right. Okay, so however, what's the problem? However. Uh oh. Just because you just open your eyes don't mean I'm about to open my eyes and get up and get the... Ooh. No. Uh I'm tired too. Don't let... Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) But wait, there's more. This is interesting. This is interesting. Be tired from the night before. Don't let me have had a video shoot or something I was doing the day before. Oh, you might not see me until about 12 (laughs) o'clock. Okay? And like... In 2023, y'all know, like, a lot of happened on the phone. Bookings happen on the phone. Money is calling from what? The phone. They hit what to give some bread? The phone. So I'm going to get up, make sure everybody's straight, check on my people, check on my account, see if we got some new money today, and then we can get up and talk about what you want to eat for breakfast. <laughs> or, wow. you know, what you want to do today or whatever. The f- wow. So, yeah. This on a servant who gonna get up and goddamn get on their knees and, and kiss his toes and I'm just not that girl. I'm not that girl. Like it's somebody out there for him to do that. It just ain't me. You know what I'm saying? So don't get me wrong. Great person, funny, you know, enjoy my time. But I'm not nobody. Wow. Such a, a difference in perspective and expectations. So once again, this sounds like expectations were were not um, explained or, or voiced in the beginning. But let's go. Serving, I'm not nobody's slave. I'm not nobody's goddamn puppet. <laughs> so if that's what you want, <laughs> to the left, to the left, to the left. Yeah, because right here, it's not going down like that. But, you know, like I said, it's all love. He know that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, um... Yeah, I'm not nobody's goddamn slave. Like, I'm just not. So how do y'all feel about it? Because, you know, he had people. So they out here equating doing for your man slavery? I, I keep thinking about um Wonder Woman, the first one. And 
she's talking to Steve's uh, assistant or secretary. And she was like, so what do you do? And she's like, oh, I do this for Mr. Rogers, this, 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 and that. And she says, that sounds like slavery. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. You know, giving their opinions and what they think should go down. But he killed me when he was like, when I open my eyes, you need to open your eyes. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I must not be a hardworking woman, too. Like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Everybody got their own way of thinking, their own way of dating, their preference, what they like in a man, what they like in a woman. But listen to me. If you come over here this way to rock with me. Okay. And then she has one more. Wait, one more? One more. Let's see what else she has to say. Because clearly intentions or expectations were not voiced in the very beginning of this, of this relationship because it, you have two, they're, they're two polar opposites. Clearly something was missed in this. Understand, you have to respect me as a woman for me to respect you as a man. You know what I'm saying? What? So let's, let's be clear with that. But yeah, I just need to get on here and get out of my side because I know everybody was like, I wonder what it really was. He wanted me to be a servant and I'm the flow queen. <laughs> That's what it was. He wanted me to goddamn get down on my knees and tie his shoes in the morning like he going to school and I wouldn't do it. What? He's talking about, and it take you an hour to get ready, and you got all, all me and my partners waiting on you, and da 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 da. da. Y'all ain't got to wait on me. I'll tell him in a minute. Y'all ain't got to wait on me. <laughs> Baby, I'm a black truck, wherever I need to go. You, you ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> so I just had to get on here and clarify for y'all. You know, I. Know. Wow. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, here's my take. So this whole equality thing, right? Here's how I look at it. Now, once again, I'm a dinosaur. I, what type of dinosaur would I be? Um, hmm, I'm a little guy, so I would probably, I would probably be the one, the ichthyosaurus, the, the one that, that f flares his little gills out and spits at you. That's probably me because I'm a little guy, right? Not a velociraptor because velociraptors are just like, just killing machines. I'm not a killing machine, but I, if you fuck with me, I will get you up off me. So I'm an ichthyosaurus, right? I'm the guy, I'm the little guy at the very beginning of Jurassic Park. That his little college. <laughs> and I spit. <laughs> I spit the hot lava at you, right? Okay, okay. Here's my, this is how I look at it, right? Save me and the wife, we both work in construction. Okay. Save me and the wife both work in construction. Like we're both out there in, in the field. Yeah. And we put in 12 hour days, right? Here's how I look at it. When we get home and dinner has to be made, who do you think is going to cook the dinner? I'm not going to cook the dinner. Let me, Ask it again. So if me and the wife both work a construction site, we both have our tool belts on hammers and sawzalls and drills and shit. And, you know, Makita tools and DeWalt power tools. We got T squares, rulers and all we're doing. We're doing it. We're hanging drywall and shit. And we do a 12 hour, 12 hour day. When we come home, who, who do you think I was going to make dinner? Cause I'm not going to, I'm not cooking dinner. That's your job. 
That's your job. Nobody told you to come into the field with me. You still have a job to do. That's how I look at it. So if that makes me a slave driver or somebody that wants a servant, I guess that, that I will fall into that, to that category. But clearly in their relationship, um, there was a huge miscommunication. Someone didn't specify what they expected out of the other and vice versa. But <laughs> yeah, you can't, you're not going to come to work with me on the site. You still got to cook dinner. I'll help. I'll wash the dishes. I'll even help you. I'll even wash the dishes, but you're going to cook dinner after a 12 hour day. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Should we eat out? Lord, Lord. That means you're paying then. If we're eating out, that means you're paying. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. That's, once again, I'm a dinosaur. You know, me and Nick, the comet is coming, right? We see the comet. It's like it's a star in the sky, but it's on its way. And we know our time is is limited. So we had a good run. (laughs) We had a good run. (laughs) We had a good run, (laughs) y'all. Jurassic period is over with, you know? Okay. Ah, That was interesting. That was interesting. But once again, today's couples, I don't think they under, they fail to properly express their expectations out of each other. This is how you have situations like that. So that's my take on it. I'm still, I'm still a a meninist at the end of the day. I'm still a meninist, whatever that means to, to people. Okay. Can we get to this nonsense? Let's get to this nonsense, y'all. Let's get to this, uh, everybody, aluminium, aluminium. Let's go. Everybody, aluminium. Let's, let's, let's get to this, uh, (laughs) let's get to the, uh, to this, this Mexican kidnapping nonsense. Yo, uh, Jehu, thank you for the 200 cash app, bro. Appreciate it. He said, Ashworth, please hurry up. Well, goddamn, Nick, I'm not ready to go just yet, but you know, I see it. I look up and I see it. <laughs> Let's get to this fifth person. This fifth person that was supposed to go on this trip to Mexico. Everything about this interview is so wrong. Once again, black people, you are the world's menstrual show. Nobody entertains people better than black Americans. I I just it is unreal. So, first, let's do this. Everybody got the aluminum, do rags, wave caps, bonnets, derbies, fezzes, you know, fedoras, aluminum, aluminum, the tummy tuck five. First, let's get to the statement. This, this is a, the actual case file here. Okay. Cause y'all know I, I like reading paperwork. I'm weirdo like that. I'm weird. I like reading paperwork. Well, we'll get to the interview in a minute. This is um, the case report detail. Brownsville Police Department. And you see the agency numbers right there. This is legit. There's uh, March 7th, 2023. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Case, case status is active. Here's the narrative. Okay. This is from the from the one of the police officers that did the the uh, the wellness check. Okay, aluminum aluminum ball cap secured. 
Oh, Jay Jermaine. Yeah, yeah. It gets, it gets, it gets. It's. We're gonna get to it. So he says, or the report states that on Saturday, March fourth, twenty twenty-three, I was dispatched to twenty-two fifty-five North Expressway Motel Six in reference to a welfare welfare concern. Upon arrival, I made contact with Cheryl Orange. Cheryl appeared to be worried and nervous. I also detected an odor of marijuana uh, emitting from her person. Is that all black people can do is smoke weed all day? Like, is that, do y'all do anything else besides smoking weed? Like, really? Like, is there anything else that black people are good at besides smoking weed? But, okay, let's continue. Cheryl stated that her friend Latavia McGee, Latavia's brothers, Eric Williams, unknown uh, date of birth in his late 30s, and Shahid Woodard, unknown date of birth, drove into town on Thursday at approximately 3 a.m. She stated that they all rented a white minivan with unknown North Carolina license plates and drove down here from South Carolina to cross into Metamaros, uh, Tamalipas, because Latavia was going to get an operation surgery done to her body. Cheryl did not appear to know the details of Latavia's surgery, but did state that she believed the surgery to be a gluteal augmentation. She further stated that all that all of these friends are African-American. Okay. Cheryl stated that she saw Latavia and her brothers Friday at 8 a.m. Leaving the Motel 6, she stated that they were all headed to Matamoros. She further stated that she did not know, though, which port of entry they crossed and did not have any information on the doctor's office that Latavia was headed to. She stated that she has not heard from them since she has tried calling their cell phones, but they sound turned off. Cheryl stated that she would not be surprised if her friends got arrested because they are known to party and use narcotics. I contacted Carrizales Rucker Detention Center to check for said subjects to no avail. Cheryl stated that the only reason she did not cross into Mexico was because she did not have her ID with her. Now, who the fuck travels around with no damn ID? I'm not talking sovereign, folks. But who's riding around with no ID? Seriously, but let's continue. She further stated that there was another male subject in company of her friends, but did not have any information on him. Cheryl stated that Latavia is 5'6", 220 pounds. That's a big girl, well, a big little girl. So basically she's really, well, it all depends on her proportions, but we saw her in the pictures. Anywho, her black hair, but currently has dyed it blonde, has brown eyes, is dark complected, and last seen wearing a green dress. She stated that Eric is in his late 30s, 65260. Okay, that's that's Nick Taylor uh specs. <laughs> is bald, has brown eyes, dark complexion, and was last seen wearing white shirt and dark gray pants. She stated that Shahid is 59170, has long dreads, and was last seen wearing a blue shirt and blue pants. Okay. That's the case report from um, one of the officers that actually talked to the fifth, uh, member that was supposed to go to Mexico. Okay. Now here's the interview. Well, partial interview. And it, like I said, everything with this shit is, is, it stinks to high heaven. This stinks. Everything about this stinks. If it doesn't stink to you, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Okay. 
let us continue. And I'm still mad that y'all talked bad about my Spanish. I went back yesterday and watched the replay of y'all comments. Y'all really try to drag me for my Espanol. My Espanol is bueno. My me Espanol is bueno. Y'all really try to drag me for my Spanish. I'm trying to give y'all Spanish story time. And y'all trying to roast me in the comments. Shame on y'all. I was like, really, I was like, these motherfuckers really trying to drag me. <laughs> I'm trying to give y'all Spanish story time. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Trying to give y'all entertainment and enlightenment at the same time. Y'all gonna drag me for the Espanol? Wow. See, I know who my friends are. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I'll be replacing Santa Claus this year as a special guest. Santa Claus. A lot of y'all, go, a lot of y'all not gonna get what y'all want for Christmas this year. A lot of you guys are gonna get some coal in your stockings. Let's go. You were, you were the first to actually alert authorities in Brownsville about that your friends were were missing or hadn't made it back can you just let's just start by telling us about why you and your friends were planning to go to mexico um Taya's my latavia is my best friend see come on I, 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 come on man nah come on man listen uh, uh. Come on, man. What is this? <laughs> Come on, man. Trebajo. See? Trebajo. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch me some old episodes of Dora. Just because. Man. <laughs> yeah. Tango Los... Gatos el pantalones. See? Pantalones. That means pants. Huh? Let's go. She hit me up and asked me to join her to accompany her um, in a trip to Brownsville, Texas for cosmetic surgery. And, and we, we began the road trip. We left out on Thursday and traveled to Texas. Once I got there, I was then informed that her procedure was being done across the border. Um, in that event, we were just arriving in Brownsville, Texas at Studio Six, and I didn't have proper identification, so I couldn't join her to go across to the border. Now, everybody knows you need proper ID. Come on, man. Going to cross them. Come on, stop. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are ports. There are places in the border that you can get through without I But I'm just saying, like, unless you know where they're at. But, oh, my God. Let, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Which left me back at the hotel. So, because you didn't know um, you'd be going. You, you didn't know you'd be going out of the country. You didn't know you'd be going to Mexico. You didn't bring I ID with you. Did you travel with her and, and the others yeah, to I Brownsville? Or did you meet them there? No, we all traveled together. Okay. It was a road trip. So you, did you? So did you have any idea about? Look, even Anderson is like, I don't even know what to ask this, this chick because this shit does. This is a joke. But let's go. Threats down in Matamoros or what it was like across the border? Or did Latavia? No, sir, not at all. Not, not to my knowledge. I'm not. 
I'm assuming that she didn't know because I, I know her late. She's not going to travel to danger. What the did you hell? Uh, did you actually try to cross the border with them and were turned away or did you just realize before even trying that you didn't have ID? No, she told me she told me that when I told her I didn't have my ID with me, she then they dropped me off at the hotel and said that they would return in 15 minutes. That's why I was so like worried and in fear because it didn't seem right. 15 minutes had gone by. They, they were not there. So how long did you wait after 15 minutes? I mean, that it must have been agonizing. When, when they dropped me off. Bruh, 15. <sighs> people, my people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. That's like mentirosa. I remember that song by Yellow Man Ace called Mentirosa. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Remember that song in like 90, 91, 92? Mentirosa. Yellow Man Ace, I remember. It means liar. My, mi Espanol es muy bueno. Don't look at me. Let's go. Sorry, when they dropped me off at the hotel, I had got into the shower, I showered and I laid on the bed. I think I was exhausted from, you know, the long hours, the long ride. So I felt I ended up. Wait, what kind of surgery? It's 15 minutes. <laughs> Falling asleep, I woke up and it was already five o'clock in the afternoon. So from nine to five, I went down to the office the clerk in the hotel and I asked him had my friends come back or attempted to, you know, come in and out the hotel, come back to the hotel. And he told me no. Mm. So I called my I called my boyfriend. I called Tay's brother and I said something's not right. And I text my roommate. I said something's not right. Nine o'clock got here, twelve o'clock got here, midnight. And then now we're into Saturday morning at 1023. It's literally a few minutes before checkout. Mm. I'm like, there's no way. I called the cops immediately. And I know you had you had their luggage. You had you had their things. Is that right? I had three of the the three male victims mm. belongings. I, I retrieved it after it became 11 o'clock. At what point did you learn about what had actually happened? When did you see the video? Come on, light-skinned women, get y'all shit together. Listen, I need all my light-skinned sisters. Come get your girl. Pull it to the side. Say, sis, look, you're making us look bad right now. Okay, light-skinned, red bones. I need y'all to wrap your arms around this young lady and put some healing hands on this woman. Get her some act right because this is not, I, I expect it better out of you light-skinned women, this is not, this is not it. They sent it to me, I think, um, it had to be like between Saturday night and Sunday morning, mm -hmm. like the wee hours. What did you think when you saw that? I mean. I dropped the phone. My body clenched up. I dropped the phone. My stomach was in knots. And I just began praying. 
I just began praying for the return of them. I didn't know much about the cartels and I started looking up videos and it was, it was bad. It was bad. I, I, I began to think the worst. Light-skinned sisters, come on now, y'all. What, what, what are we doing, my light-skinned sister? In I need y'all to put y'all wrap this sister and and put your arms around y'all and, and pray over this young sister and, and and get her right, get her right, get us some healing or some blessed oil. I, come on, y'all, y'all make y'all making it hard for me to campaign for y'all. Y'all out here acting like this. I can't, I, I cannot campaign for y'all. If you're out here acting like this, okay? I cannot be your advocate if you're out here acting like this, okay? Light skin delegation, please come get y'all, y'all. You, you, you want to, listen, okay, here we go. Guess who this is underneath the damn blanket? <laughs> Guess, who, <laughs> Guess who this is underneath the damn blanket? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this under the blanket, y'all? Take a wild guess as to who is under this damn blanket. Don't worry. I will wait. Don't worry, I'll wait. Light skin delegation. See, I. All right. Let's see what happens or what or what doesn't happen in this clip. This is all I could find, y'all, because I was trying to look. I was scouring. I was scouring Twitter for, for more footage, but it's all I could find for now. Oh, As reported earlier in the show, Lawrence Jones attempted to ask one of the kidnapping victims about what happened in Mexico, but when he approached, she refused to answer any questions. We'll keep you posted on all of that. All right. What is this? Why is she? Why is she under a blanket? <laughs> oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm just. I'm just, uh, okay. Let's run it back again, because uh, if it makes sense to you, then that's all that matters. Screen. As reported earlier in the show, Lawrence Jones attempted to ask one of the kidnapping victims about what happened in Mexico, but when he approached, she refused to answer any questions. We'll keep you posted on all of that. All right. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. 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 Are you guys not entertained? Okay, before I get into some more tomfoolery, let's do this. Listen. Feminism has not totally encapsulated the world just yet there are still places where women are, are are objectified as sex objects once again 
breaking news. Feminism has not totally encapsulated the entire world. There are still pockets in this, in this, in this, on this planet where women are still objectified. Yes, objectified. And guess what? The women are okay with it. Let's go to Albania. Let's go to Albania. Yes, let's go to Albania. Why are we talking about Albania? Because there's a, a TV show, right? Ain't a, a, a news uh, conglomerate is called uh, Jar TV. It's called Jar TV. And guess what they have their female news anchors do? They have their female news anchors report the news not wearing bras. Now, I'm a sexist. If ESPN were to adopt these policies, I would watch ESPN again. I'm still a man. Okay? I'm still a man. Free the nip. Thank you, sis. Albubia. You know what? See, not everybody wants to be strong (laughs) and independent. Yeah, this, um, they have in this, this clip here, 18 different newscasters on this network and they're all basically topless. I'm, I'm okay with this. They're all, they're all topless. I mean, you know, they're not wearing a bra, but let's do this. Let's look up czar TV. Uh oh, Kashar Albania. <laughs> yeah, these women are top. What? I did not. I didn't know this existed. Y'all, I did not know this existed. That it? Nope, nope, nope. I did not know. I needed this in my life. I did not know. I needed this in my life. Y'all, I didn't know I needed this. I did not know. What? I did not know I need this in my life. Dear one. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. What? I did not know I needed this. Oh, my Lord. Uh, <sighs> reporting live from Titty Me. Oh, no. Yes. 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 I told you we're, we're just, it's all debauchery right now. Okay. 
<laughs> Yo, if ESPN had like a, a, a an adult version, like a late night adult version for this, I'm back. I'm yes, keeping everybody abreast. Okay, yes, yes indeed, yes indeed. Okay, okay, T- titillating news. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying right now. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> all right. One more crazy story. Right. And then we're going to get to the banking issue, Silicon Valley. And then I'm gonna get a body here. So I want to, this daycare owner, this is a very sad story. And I don't, I don't know what, what could have been done different in this situation, but this is a very serious story. This is sad, but we're going to get to it right now. This took place in Maryland. So anybody on the East coast DMV area, I'm sure you've already heard of this story. I'm late. So please forgive me, but, um, I just want to, I want to cover it real quick. Is this it? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I was totally broken. I, I felt like the, the blood had just drained out of my body. At first, Shantari Weems says she did not believe the allegations that her husband, a former cop, had abused children at her daycare, Little Kids Castle. We were both supposed to be on this crusade of saving children. And child molestation is something that we talked about all the time about how horrible it was. How horrible it was, yes. Okay. I was totally broke. All right, all right. That's the first clip. Um, real quick. Uh, <laughs> creative, thank you for the 10 on the cash app. She said, this stream is sponsored by Titty Meat. Yes, indeed. Yes, Titty. Thank, let's thank our newest sponsor, Titty Meat, for this uh, for this today's program. Let's continue with this. This is, this is horrible. This is horrible. But then the mother of one of the children, a child she had loved and cared for like her own, told her what the little one had told the police. I saw the pain in her face and I knew that she was not lying. She had her first drink in 20 years. Prosecutors say she texted her business partner and friend, I'm going to kill him and then myself. And then she drove to DC's then Mandarin Oriental Hotel where James Weems was working security at a conference, and she confronted him. The situation was kind of like a fire. He was fuel, I was fuel. We poured that fuel in the fire, and it just... If you, if you, hey, shout out to B-more. We know how y'all do. We know how y'all do. It blew up. We just, it, we got to arguing, fussing, and one thing led to another. How, did, how did, could you bring yourself to pull the trigger on your own husband? I snapped. I'm not a violent person. The first shot was in the neck. Yeah. And then you shot him in the leg. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, so let's let's go find this story, y'all. Lord have mercy. This is terrible. This is ter- that woman. She was in the catch twenty two. Um, catch twenty two. Um, Marilyn, daycare owner, kills. Husband. Yes, yeah, gonna hit me. 
Okay. I found it. So. Mm. So I believe this took place last year and she's been in jail fighting her case ever since. I know the judge denied her bond at one point. Come on, come on, ads. Come on, come on, come on. Hi. How are you? Bruce Lachian. The judge says Shantari Weems took the law into her own hands. But she says she snapped. And some supporters see her as a kind of avenging angel seeking justice for horrible crimes against children. I was emotional. Her backers were stunned last month when a judge slapped the 50-year-old with a four-year sentence, twice what even prosecutors recommended in a plea deal. Despite my surroundings, I'm doing okay. I have a lot of supporters and um, people who uplift me and help me survive. Prosecutors have charged her husband, James Weems, with 33 counts of rape and child Holy sex shit. crimes. Uh, but numbers, y'all pay, pay attention to these numbers, but damn. He's awaiting trial, and his lawyer is declining to comment. Don't let them sweep this under the rug. The man is still alive. and Right from the start, the internet was filled with support for Weems under the hashtag Free Shantari. She shot her husband, a retired cop, twice in his room at what was then D.C.'s Mandarin Oriental Hotel, where he was staying while providing security at the Urban League convention. The judge said her attack on her husband was premeditated, not spontaneous, that police had told her days earlier that they were investigating him and they'd shut down her little kid's castle in Baltimore County while they looked into the allegations of child sexual abuse. Okay, but here's the problem. No one was, was going to ever bring their kids back there. So she screwed either way. Not only, so not only was her, her mate and the husband messing with the kids, you've lost your business. No one was, was as, as ever going to bring their kids back to your place of employment. You, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you... Let, to be to be fair, she's probably in the best place she can be right now is prison. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it sounds crazy, but listen, she was going to lose her business. And you you were going to lose you you were you were you, you she was never going to be able to work with kids again. You know? Like she was never going to ever be able to work with kids again, and it's not her fault. But I believe she is in the best place for her right now because think about all the financial stress and strain she would be, she would have to go through while they're investigating um, him. The business is shut down. You're gonna have to look for another job uh, for sure. The people around the city are gonna look at you like you like you knew because the first thing what we, what we say, y'all, when a husband does something with children, the first thing we say is she knew, right? That's the first thing we always say. Well, the wife knew. 
She was just hiding it, covering it for him. So she had, she was going to be a social pariah. The best thing for her was to basically put herself in prison. I know it sounds fucked up, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause outside of that, she would have had that jacket on her. So now, now that she's been sentenced, now she's doing her time. Everybody could be like, okay, well, she didn't know. She took action. Okay. Even though still at the end of the day, you're not gonna be able to work with kids again. You know, I know it. And I know it sounds jacked up y'all. I know, but this is probably the best thing for her right now. Honestly, you know, it, that investigation would have, and then and then you 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 you're facing potential lawsuits from parents. God forbid those those parents be like, okay, I need to sue somebody. You're the you're the owner. This was your husband. I need to sue somebody for the torment and pain and anguish my child suffered at the hands of your husband and your daycare because she's responsible for these children, y'all. So she's in the best place for her. I know it is crazy, but let's continue. The only person I had to find out information from was my husband. And he kept saying he didn't do it. And you believed him? I did believe him. But then she says, the mother of one of the children, a child she'd loved and cared for for years, said they had to talk. I saw the pain in her face and I knew that she was not lying. She finally said it was my husband. You think about that child all the time? All the time. I think about all the children all the time. You felt this complete betrayal of trust? I was totally broken. I, I felt like the, the blood had just drained out of my body because, again, this is my husband. I just, I trusted him fully. He was supposed to help me protect these children. He always told me he was my protector. So when I heard this, I just felt like, I just felt like my world had just ended. She took her first drink in 20 years and according to prosecutors, texted her business partner, I'm going to kill him and then myself. Now, I believe that's what got her jammed up with the extra time. That's why the judge said it was premeditated. So once again, if you're going to commit a crime like this, when it, it involves taking somebody's life, let it appear to be sporadic and um, uh, unplanned or in the heat of the moment spontaneous let it be a spontaneous let it let it appear to be spontaneous do not text somebody that you're going to do this 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 is premeditation that's why the judge gave her the extra time because he said it was it, it was premeditated so if you're going to do something to somebody that, that involves taking somebody's life let it appear to be sporadic um impulsive um just out, out the blue you didn't see it coming you have a better chance of getting an involuntary manslaughter or a manslaughter charge okay she drove to the hotel and angrily confronted him. I snapped. I'm not a violent person. I was totally broken. I, I felt like the, the blood had just drained out of my body. At first, Shantari Weems says, she did not believe the allegations that her husband, a former cop, had abused children at her daycare. Little Kids Castle. We were both supposed to be on this crusade of saving children. And child molestation is something that we talked about all the time. About how horrible it was. How horrible it was, yes. 
But then the mother of one of the children, a child she had loved and cared for like her own, told her what the little one had told the police. I saw the pain in her face and I knew that she was not lying. She had her first drink in 20 years. Prosecutors say she texted her business partner and friend, I'm going to kill him and then myself. And then she drove to DC's then Mandarin Oriental Hotel, where James Weems was working security at a conference and she confronted him. The situation was kind of like a fire. He was fuel, I was fuel. We poured that fuel in the fire and it just blew up. We just we got the arguing, fussing, and one thing led to another. How, did, how did, could you bring yourself to pull the trigger on your own husband? I snapped. I'm not a violent person. The first shot was in the neck. Yes. And then you shot him in the leg. Yes. So you had to think about it between those two shots, right? No. You didn't no. think about it? No. The judge made a lot of this issue. He suggested that you were out to intentionally maim and cause long-term pain to your husband. Mm-hmm. Is that what you meant to do? No. You thought about killing yourself? I did. I feel I let my family down. I feel I let my families, those kids down. I did. I, did. I think I just trusted the wrong person. You said at the hearing that you were sorry. I regret it. Would you go so far as to apologize to your husband? Why? I would apologize to him when he apologized to those children. Weems filed for divorce late last month. She has been cooperating with investigators who have charged her husband with molesting four different children, boys Jeez. and girls, 9, 10, and 11 years old. I think about all the children all the time. And she hopes when she gets out of prison in about four years to start a nonprofit to fight child abuse. And I'm definitely going to make a great batch of lemonade from these lemons that I've been dealt. Weems' lawyer has just filed a motion asking the judge to reconsider her four-year sentence. At the D.C. Department of Corrections, Bruce Lashan, WUSA 9. Jeezy Pete. So out of four years, she'll do three and some change. Um, that's not counting how much time she's already given credit oh, for serving in jail. So um, I, I, she's not going to do the entire four. So like I said, she'll do three. But it, it, it all depends on how much time credit she was given while in jail fighting the case too. So man, she's in a catch 22. This is, yeah, this is the best thing for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it, it sounds really, really fucked up, but this, yeah, See, this is when he denied her bed. He denied her bond at first. Yep. So this took place last year. Yeah, she, prosecutors produced a notebook seized uh, during the arrest in which he allegedly wrote, I'm on my way to shoot James. I did not intend to kill him. I, I tend to paralyze him. You can't, can't do that. That's what got you jammed up, the extra time. So that's why he, had, he tacked on the extra two, and that gave her four years. So the judge at the time sided with the prosecution, denied bail based on the argument of premeditation. See, that that's what did it right there. That's what did it. That's what did it. Damn. This is bad all the way around, y'all. They've only been married for five years. He left the force in 2008. 
That's fucked up, man. That's a raw deal. That's a super raw deal. Super raw deal. Okay. All right, let's get to our final hot topic of the night. Everyone's talking about it. Listen, um, I don't know, y'all, 1930s. I remember reading and studying the, the, the Great Depression in the 30s. Could we see a repeat of, of the 1930s? You know, now, all the theories that led up to the, the Great Depression, the, the most popular one is that everyone, there was a bank scare, and everybody rushed to the bank to re- withdraw their monies all at the same time, which helped collapse the bank. It's like, that's so st- stupid. But you can understand why people would, would be fearful and run into to, to their banks to, to pull out money. Now, this is not only happening here and, and with the Silicon Valley Bank, but Lagos and Lebanon have also experiencing some banking crashes. We're going to cover those two as well. But let's get... Let's get to, let's get up to speed about what's going on with this. Um, Let me just say this, man. Whatever they're planning to do is already in motion. And a lot of people are not going to make it. Okay. The plan is already in motion. Whatever it is. And you better pray that you find yourself on the right side of that plan. Because a lot of people are not going to make it. Okay. You don't need the cordyceps to come through for the last of us. You don't need the, you don't need a virus at this point. Okay. All you got to do is just take away people's ability to, to make money or keep money. And here's your, here you go. We're not Ukraine. So obviously the Biden administration isn't paying super close attention to the American economy, but we try to keep track sort of. And we noticed there was a major stock sell-off today after the tech focused bank SVB financial announced a large stock sale, almost looked like a bank run. The Silicon Valley Bank stock plunged by 60%. And so we wanted to talk to Charlie Gasparino of Fox Business, a senior correspondent, to know if this should be of some concern. Charlie, thanks a lot for coming on. Definitely it is. some concern. Yeah, I mean, I will okay. say this. There's two stories here. There's the obviously lo- the local story about a Silicon Valley bank that needed capital that you know, was facing tremendous withdrawals from Silicon Valley Company and had to sell its portfolio of Treasury securities, which are depressed in value right now because right. of the Fed rate, rate increases. That's the one story, the micro story. The canary in the coal mine story is out there as well, which caused a 500-point decline in, in the Dow today. And that's that banks in general are holding on Treasury securities that they 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 essentially accumulated during all the Fed pumping of interest rates and all the crazy spending by the Biden administration. They hold these things. And now, since you have Fed rate increases, those are worth a lot less. So the- and if I remember correctly, the Feds have been attacked. They've been increasing the rates since 08. I seen a, a, a chart and I forgot to grab it. But let's continue. The balance sheet of J.P. Morgan, of Bank of America, and you go down the line of all the banks that sold off today, they have impaired balance sheets. Now, does this mean we're going to have a, a, a banking crisis tomorrow? I don't think so. These are treasuries. They're not you know, crazy mortgage-backed securities as we had in 2008. What it does show you is that this, the, the economy is really stru- structurally screwed up. You know, you cannot print and spend as much money as we have and not have wild dislocations in the economy, including on bank balance sheets, including bad stuff that's going down. And we should point out this is a Silicon Valley lender. Usually the tech sector is supposed to be this great prosperous place. It's getting crushed right now. Again, a canary in the coal mine. 
Banks are exposed to this as well in, the, in New York, the big money center banks. So you could see how this thing could get out of hand. And again, you know, the president can get up there and keep saying how th great things are. There are underlying, real underlying problems in this economy. And, you know, we're starting to see it play out little by little with episodes like this. Headline, the laws of nature still apply. Right. Charlie, you, can't, you can't print something and, and make it not a commodity that's right. losing its value. And that's what we did with the U.S. dollar. And if you don't understand that basic economics part of it, you're in trouble. But let's continue. I want to go back to that Bloomberg because that's the buried lead. This is not just the stock prices collapse, obviously. Uh, it, the depositors are running. This is, and the question is going to be, and this is the debate we have to have, do you try to stop the contagion so it doesn't spread to other regional banks or particularly other, other money center banks? Or do you do this thing called capitalism? It's not just because the people in this bank hate your guts, MAGA, right? Because they do. This is your betters. Do you say, hey, guess what? Let the laws of capitalism, sorry, not sorry, let it fail. Don't let the government come in for a bailout. Don't let the government come in and seize this thing. Cortez, read that Bloomberg again because sure. that's the underpinning. This is like the British crisis back in the summer, right? This is like the British crisis back in the summer when all of a sudden they had the big problem in the bonds and all the pension funds looked at all the hinky stuff they've got in there with all the derivatives to try to jack up, to try to jack up uh, uh, ratings. Talk about these were government securities. Read that again right. from Bloomberg of what was the underlying financial problem with Silicon Valley Bank. Yes, so Bloomberg reporting that not only is it Silicon Valley depositors who are in a classic run of the bank are pulling their deposits in mass, it is also because Silicon Valley Bank is taking such losses in its portfolio, and this is the quote from Bloomberg, significant loss of its portfolios, specifically of US treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. And you can see in the second part that I highlighted there, Bloomberg also talks about the risks that may lurk in other financial institutions. So again, Steve, this is most acute, okay. it's most yeah. immediate okay. in Silicon Valley Damn. Bank, but the regional Thanks. banks, Steve, all over the country, are their yeah. stocks are getting rinsed yeah. right now. And where there is smoke, there is normally <laughs> right. fire. And right. I'm telling you, this right. isn't a problem that's right. contained to Silicon Now, this is exactly what they said back in uh, the last bank issue, right? When Obama had to, we, we learned a term of cash injections, right? They had the bailout of the, was a Chrysler, Ford turned on the money, um, and then they forced the bank. Once again, I, I keep saying it ever since then, ever since whoever forced the bankers to do cash injections, right? Ever since then, the banks have been making people pay. And we, I, I knew it was just a matter of time, but it, it just seems they just keep punishing the people and not those that made them give up the monies to keep the economy going during that time, right? Um, shit f rolls downhill. Okay, so let's continue. Let's continue. You've been stately concerned about SUB still Silicon Valley Bank. Now remember, now, now nobody takes Kramer serious. No one takes Kramer serious. Who's the other guy? The, the the Shark Tank guy that was talking about the FTX before he crashed. So clearly these charlatans have been exposed and are not to be taken serious when it comes to financial advice. Okay, but let's continue. This is like a month before the, the, as, uh, as Silicon Valley Bank uh, collapse. Oh, come on. Yeah, there we go. Refresh, refresh. So with the planet fitness block card. I hate this commercial. Cause now the, see, look, how, look how zesty he's acting. 
I don't know if he's black or Mexican. Either way, and the melanated man acting damn fool on the Planet Fitness commercial. Like, nigga, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. Ugh. I hate media. Okay. Uh, come on, come on. Volume, volume. Don't you on? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been stakely concerned about. SUB, it's the old Silicon Valley Bank, recently bought one of our favorite research firms, Buffett Nathanson, and it's become less dependent upon private equity and venture capitalist offerings. Wait a second. Those dried up last year, they could come back. Yes, some of them come back here with the stock directly affects an oversold position. Stock was the fourth worst performer in 2022. I think the fears were not justified, and it's a very compelling situation. Hey, by the way, long term private equity and venture capital, they're not going away. Being the banker to these immense pools of capital has always been a very good business. Stock's still cheap. Now, you have to remember that a stock that falls 66%, like SVB Financial did last year, it takes a lot more to recover. After losing two-thirds of your value, you need a 200% gain to get back to even. This is arithmetic. Some people How many people took this man's advice and invested in SVB? How many people listened to Kramer and the Kevin guy and you know, take risk based off their financial advice. So, um, jeez. All right. So the, the, so the regulators stepped in. So basically the bank's heavy exposure to tech sector played a part in its downfall. Noted Cheng C. Wang, founder and general partner of Rain Capital in an email said some of his tech company clients were burning through cash faster than expected in early 2023. Silicon Valley Bank said in its March 8th investor letter that, that resulted in lower deposits than forecast. Tech, the tech guy or the tech sector is getting their asses whooped. Um, a lot of layoffs. Now you want to debate on if those tech people being laid off were integral parts of the, of the companies. Doesn't matter. These, these are still, it's, it's still affecting the economy. You know, anytime people, there's a massive loss of uh, employment, it's not a good thing, right? Yeah, when he said like he liked Coinbase, yeah, people still take these guys. But you know what? They're there for a reason. You know, guys like him and Kramer, they're there for a reason. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. What was that? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Also, the bank also made balance sheet management errors by putting too much money into long-term bonds. That caused non-trivial panic. Uh, the March 8th announcement spooked investors, sparking concerns that clients would yank funds due to the bank's financial uncertainty, which in turn would limit the bank's ability to tap into other liquidity sources. Uh, the stock reaction today is evident of concerns around the bank's liquidity. Oof. Okay. This uh, tweet says SVB is the most important capital provider to tech startups and the biggest supporter of the community. Now is the time to support them. Yeah, I know. Banks are, like, are not like normal companies and in one crisis can't wait to run a normal auction process. They, so I just want to know who's going to buy the assets that the bank this bank was holding because um they had roughly a hundred or no two hundred billion in, in assets. 
So basically, all those people that have monies in the bank, over a quarter mil, the money's gone. This is what a wealth transfer looks like in real time. So the reason it was closed was inadequate liquidity and insolvency. So what happens to the depositors and clients? All insured depositors will have access to their insured deposits by Monday morning, but the limit is 250. Okay. Before its failure, it ranked as the 16th largest bank in the country, holding $210 billion in assets. Silicon Valley Bank offers business lending products such as loans to help finance acquisitions or projects touting on its website that it helps businesses at every angle. The bank also provides banking, private banking services and other financial products. Okay, now let's get to, let's get to Lagos banking crisis. Here we go. Here we go. Crisis, cash crisis turns violent as protests erupt in Nigeria's Lagos or Lagos, 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 Lagos. Okay. Um, the country's central bank in October announced it would redesign 200, 500 and 1000 Naira notes. The move has led to severe shortage of bills as people have been unable to get new notes after depositing their old denominations. The protesters are said to be angry over the Naira redesign and its consequent scarcity that has caused so much hardship and confusion among our people. Now, the governor is working with his colleagues to ensure that this hardship does not go on. People were seen burning tires to block roads, according to AFP, while the punch tweeted a video of crowds thronging the central bank of Nigeria office in, La in Lagos. I'm not going to Lagos no time soon. That was one of my destination spots. I was like, oh, let's go to Lagos. And now I'm not going to go. Demonetization has severely disrupted everyday life throughout Africa's most populous nation and divided the ruling. All progressives, Congress, with this presidential candidate, uh-huh, saying the policy will damage the party's chances in a presidential legislative election to schedule for 20 longer, but we all know they won. Okay, okay, okay. Now let's get to Lebanon. Lebanon has its own banking crisis. Lebanon... Banking crisis. Woo, shit. February 2023, Lebanon devalued its official exchange rate for the first time in 25 years, weakening it by 90%, but still leaving the local currency well below its market value due to ongoing liquidity crisis. God damn. Holy shit. Okay, okay, let me see. Let me find a video, something recent. Anything recent? You know what? Let's go to Twitter. Twitter is our friend. 
Okay, man tried to take his own money from bank to pay for a life-saving operation for his dad. Bank denied his request due to banking crisis, so he came back with the gun and is now holding it up. Holy cow. Protesters have gathered... This is some John Q shit. Y'all better stop playing like this. Okay, okay, let's see what else is going on. Lebanon just got a taste of what gradually then suddenly means. Hmm. Jeez. Okay, so let's check it out and see what they say. Hopefully it's in English. Oh, this is... Well, that's Vice. Uh, no, no. I don't want to do Vice. I don't want Vice to hit me. I'm good. We'll find something else. Okay, let me go to latest. That's their Bitcoin. Hezbollah expands financial wing as Lebanon's banking crisis continues. Okay, the Association of Banks in Lebanon has, has warned against a plan to systemically destroy the banking sector. Uh, da, 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 uh, uh. The banks deposit their customers' deposits with the Bank de Libyan, BDL circulars, and in line with the principles of global banking, these funds were used to support the exchange rate and to finance the state, which then failed to return them. Some parties set, set out to absolve the state of its obligations, and because of these dealings, banks lost all their private money, which amounted to over $24 billion. Still, banks are accused of seizing deposits and lending them to BDLs out of greed. The association accused the state of having spent more than $20 billion since 2019 in support of smuggling by subsidizing materials being illegally taken into Syria and to maintain an exchange rate of LB, LBP uh, 1500 to the dollar. It said banks had lent over $55 billion in deposits and are working to recover them in order to return them to their depositors. So most judicial decisions obliged them to collect these debts on the basis of the official exchange rate prior to the collapse. Lebanese pounds to the dollar or at best, according to the banker's draft drawn from the BDL, equal to less than 15% of the value of the loan it obtained. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. Okay, an economic observer who uh, asked to remain anonymous noted that Al-Qard Al-Hassan seems to have benefited from the bank's decline in their inability to grant loans and has stepped in to fill the gap by providing loans in exchange for mortgages of gold or property. This is how they're going to get their oh, Jeez. Okay, this association lends money and keeps mortgages until it collects the amount and in the event of, that the customer does not clear the loan, it sells the gold or real estate. Dastards. Dastardly plan, y'all. Dastardly plan. Jeez.
than two weeks following the uprisings that erupted on October 17. Lebanese banks reopened their doors to massive chaos and depositors' anxiety. Banks had imposed a couple of months ago new restrictions on foreign currency accounts conversion and withdrawals. But this week, many banks even stopped dispersing dollars to customers from their dollar-denominated accounts, cited shortages in the Benjamins. So where is your money and who is responsible for it? Suppose you put $1,000 in your bank account. Your bank does not keep it there as is. It invests it to make money. It is necessary to keep $100, which is 10%, as required liquid reserves in central bank. So basically, $100 is the fastest amount it might be able to give you. What about the rest? Your bank has invested $500 in central bank certificates with very nice interest rates, which it is not willing to give up. Gave $200 as loans to companies, $100 as loans to the government, and $100 as other assets. This breakdown follows the consolidated balance sheets of commercial banks as of September 2019. So if you want to withdraw your one thousand dollars right now the bank does not have the money Oof. yes cbdc cbdc's are coming so all back in the 90s one world currency one world government the currency is coming it's going to be digital yeah it's going to be digital let's let's continue Usually, it relies on not having all people coming in to ask for their money. But what does the bank do if many customers, like now, come knocking on its doors? It asks for a cash loan from other banks, which now do not have the money or from the central bank. And since the Lebanese central bank is rationing the dollars it has to cater for multiple demands, especially by the corrupt government's debt service, it is not providing the banks with the needed liquidity on time. While it is legal for a bank not to immediately give you back your block deposits in turn. She said it's it's legal for them to not give you your shit when you want it. Wait a minute. Let me run it back. She said it's legal for them not to give you your money back when you want it. On time. While it is legal for a bank not to immediately give you back your block deposits in term accounts, it is illegal for them not to give you back the dollars you have in your current account. But they simply do not have enough cash. This is their fault, the government's fault, and majorly the central bank's fault. Hence the massive attack on Riyad Saleh, the governor of the Lebanese central bank, known as Banque du Liban. People deserve responsibility, clarity, and transparency in these difficult times. And that is what the Lebanese government the commercial banks and the central bank are not providing. Welcome to the Midi Stream. I'm Marla Okay. Wow. Um, shit. Shit, y'all. Look at this shit. That's blood on the ATM, y'all. Blood on the ATM. God damn. I 
يعني صراحة أنا ثلاث أشهر على الأرض وبعد ما حدا منهم حاس عدمهم كأنه عم يعملوا مسرحية وكأنه عم يتسلوا فينا يعني لأخرتها لأيمتها يعني فبحس أنه عن جد هالوضع ما عادش محمول أبدا آخر هم وجع الناس عم بشوفوا الناس عم تموت من الجوع عم تموت من المرض وهن آخر هم نحن لا كهرباء لا مي ما في إنترنت عم نقعد أوقات بلا كهرباء نهائيا بلا موتور حتى فبدنا نعمل مسيرة مثل العادة نفرجيهم انه نحن بعدنا موجودين اوكي ام واو اوكي ام ام that's enough of of cheese uh, I have seen enough This was a this was definitely a Debbie Downer. Um Okay. It's coming. And uh I I don't know. Uh, order ab chaos, you know, and people will beg for the C B uh, C B D Cs and um that would be the end of the story. And then it will be like the movie out of, out of time. <laughs> Basically, uh, they'll be able to shut you off or sh- turn you on at, 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 at the flip of a switch. And then you can figure in the uh, social credit score. So if you're one of these guys that's on YouTube that like to talk about stuff like this, and you look in your account, ain't going to be no money in your account. This is horrible, but it is what it is. This is, this is where we're at in life, I guess, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. Great discussion. Yes. Crazy. Right. Because he ended up giving all the free time to all the people that couldn't afford to stay alive, you know? So yeah, Justin Timberlake. And I forget who the old girl was with, with them. So more of this to come. It's going to get much, much worse. Um, well, everybody stay vigilant, stay vigilant while everyone else is online talking about women and, and access to sex. Oh, you know what? Let's look up, uh, Boston private bank because Boston private bank, um, SB, SB, uh, SBV had bought them out. So let's see what they stand at right now. So what happens to them? Okay, here we go. So Silicon Valley's bank demise means $15.8 billion in Boston private is a fire sale kindling yet maybe a sweet price. So, mm, yeah, somebody's going to somebody's gonna buy it. Fire sale by Silicon Valley may not burn the bank as much as the force per scenario. Yes, if we look at Lehman Brothers as a roadmap, FDC, FDIC will presumably oversee the sale of SVB assets. Boston Private will be a high priority because their clients are likely in panic mode and demanding answers. No doubt there will be plenty of interested parties knocking on the door, so I wouldn't expect it to go for bargain basement pricing like the Lehman assets. Okay, so shares of Silicon Valley effectively zero after a 52-week high of $597. The share closed last night at a share of price of $106 and a market cap of $6 billion and can now can no longer be bought or sold. Shit. 
Mm-hmm. And this is um the picture just that's going around the internet. This is at Boston Private Bank earlier today. People were lined up to get the money out. You know, people were lined up to get their money out. Wow. So if I don't know, like for every all those guys that, that talk about what they would do in a financial collapse or the system collapse, some of y'all may get y'all wish, and we'll see. We'll see who's about about it. Jeez. Customers locked out of the the bank the bank branches. Snap your W-2 and file yeah. Fed and State for free. Damn it. Simple tax returns only. See if you qualify. Ah. Get the TurboTax app now. Well, the banks are closed because that is the protocol in this situation. The Fed's purposely taking a timeout to sort of calm everyone down and prepare for customers to withdraw their money. We'll be okay. I know that they're closing because they don't want to run on the banks. I mean, they said that on, on TV. It's insured by the government, so I'm pretty sure we'll get our money. Customers lined up at the... Do y'all see how just, oh, the government will take care of it. The government will fix it. The government will take care of it. They'll take care of it. They, the government will never, never let this happen. They'll never do this to us. Okay? Squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, do you see how people still believe in the government? The government will they'll take care of us. This is crazy. The Wellesley branch when the news broke this morning, only to find a closed sign on the front door. SVB had collapsed. The feds had seized all assets. I was a customer of Boston Private Bank for a long time and then it became Silicon Valley Bank. SVB is California-based, but has eight Massachusetts branches, six of them formerly Boston Private. SVB was a major player for venture-backed capital companies, but they've been hit hard in the past 18 months as the Fed raised interest rates and made riskier tech assets less attractive. The bank's recent effort to raise capital failed. I think the important thing, Mary, is to reassure your viewers that this is a very isolated incident uh, with this one institution and that banks across the Commonwealth continue to be safe and strong. The FDIC says customers should have normal access to their accounts by Monday morning. In the meantime, customers should keep their guard up because this is when scammers often strike. Rule of thumb, don't deal with a third party who might reach out to you offering to help you access your money. You should initiate transactions at all times. Now, deposits are insured by the federal government up to $250,000. And again, you should have access to that money at the latest by Monday morning. If you have deposits with SVB above $250,000, the FDIC is asking you to call the toll-free number at the bottom of our screen. It might take a little longer for them to get you the rest of that money. You ain't getting that money back. Listen, any, once again, they tell you anything over a quarter million is not insured. They don't, they're not, Lord have mercy. I, oh, I would hate to, if you had a million dollar nest egg in the bank and this happens and the only thing you're going to get back is a quarter mil, you know, like, oh. In Wellesley, I'm Mary Saladna, WCVB News Center 5. I haven't 
I make it a point to not even go to the bank, like go in the bank. Like I pretty much do online banking, like that's it. But man, yo, now you see how many people still have faith in the government. You know, do you realize how many sheep you would have to knock off before you even get to the bad guys? You would, I mean, scores and scores of sheep. All right, you'll never get to the bad guys because you'll have too many sheep in front of them protecting them. <sighs> okay. Okay. This was a super Debbie Downer, y'all. Yeah, RC, I'm going to get to those uh the email you sent me about the quantum uh banking. So I haven't forgotten you, bro. I got you. So w- once again, I want y'all to see firsthand how many people you would have to go through. How many swaths of sheep you would have to cut down before you can even attempt to think about getting to the bad guy, the real bad guys. But once again, I'm gonna get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. Um, on your way out, on your on your way out. <laughs> Sensational.